One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Joe Solo Rocks. Oh, yeah, see? So, like, Joe Sorox, that's me. Joe Solo, like Han Solo, Joe Solo rocks because it's my solo episode. That's not my solo episode. It's me and my dog. It's Joe Solo and my Chewbacca, Stella, my co-host. Stella, speak. Good girl. Yep, that's right. Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are the the Neuro Nerds. I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about that. Neuro nerds. All right. So this is officially my first solo neuro nerd podcast. It's really strange because I'm normally talking to somebody and I'm not just here talking to myself. Actually, I'm not talking to myself. I'm talking to my um, wonder pup. Stella. So she's my co-host for today, but she doesn't speak English, so it's just me. Um, it's kind of a bummer. I really wish I was doing this with my neuro nerd co-host Lauren, but Lauren was um traveling the world. Uh, she ended up in Spain. Was it Spain? Yeah, she was in Spain. Um, doing a photo shoot and having a grand old time, drinking amazing coffee and eating all kinds of awesome stuff. I say that because I saw pictures. <laughs> um, and I got drunk FaceTimed by Tipsy Lauren, which was like my favorite thing in the world. That that made all of this loneliness during the Neuro Nerds uh, uh, acceptable. And uh, because she, dr- not drunk dialed, she uh, Tipsy FaceTimed me. And that was awesome. That was like the highlight of uh, our hiatus. So I wish you guys could experience, experience that. I wish I could experience that like 24-7. That was incredible. That was one of my favorite things in the world. Um, but I've had a couple of co-hosts the last couple episodes. I had my um, my sig- awesome significant other, Felice, who is also my caretaker. Sounds weird. Sounds like I'm like 80 years old. I'm not. I'm not weak and feeble. I like to think that I'm, you know, big, strong man. I have a lot of like mental deficits because of the stroke. I have like some short term memory stuff. I have crazy PTSD, which is not a fun thing. So when I say caretaker, she like takes care of that stuff. 
Uh, but aside of that, like I'm like regular people. I think I like to think so. Even if I'm not, I like to think that. Um, and then I had uh, I I like to say our music department. It's not our music department. It's just the guy who made our our intro song, uh, Sleep Bees, who was an amazing you know musical host when I was at Coachella. And speaking of Coachella, that was a lot. So anybody out there that has had um, any kind of traumatic brain injury or a stroke or anything understands like recovery recovery is a oh my gosh i i don't even have a word for what recovery really is it's intense so from being able to do whatever it is that you normally were able to do in your normal day-to-days to not being able to do those things is like a shock to your system so like one day i was able to just remember everything not that i had like one of the greatest memories ever but you know i'm i'm gonna honk my own horn toot toot i kind of did I was able to listen to uh, a song once, maybe twice, and kind of get 90% of the lyrics. Like, I just had this weird, I'm like kind of the the, the idiot from Shine, heavy, <laughs> heavy emphasis, on the, emphasis on the word idiot. Um, I, I, for some reason, music just spoke to me. I could never play or sing, but I, I love music. It's the soundtrack of life. And I was able to memorize songs pretty easily. And once, you know, like post stroke, oh my gosh, I actually have to like write it down. I have to listen to it like 30, 40 times. It sucks. And I know it sounds, I don't know if that sounds weird or not, but for me, it was just, oh, I heard it like twice and I got it. Like I, I know the song and now I hear the song 10, 15, 20 times and I'm still struggling just to get like the chorus. And so that's kind of a bummer. It's weird when you're just so used to doing something. It's just, it's like waking up. It's like walking. And for some people, you know, they can't walk like they once walked. Um, it's, it's just, it's just weird. So like physically, I think I'm, I'm pretty spot on. I'm actually a lot better than I was prior. Cause I was 30 pounds heavier. I was like, I don't, I, I'll say it. I was fat and out of shape. I was depressed. I was bummed out. So I just kind of like physically let myself go. Uh, so now I'm like, I'm not fat and I'm reasonably in shape, but mentally, man, it sucks when you have, um, <laughs> when your brain bleeds, it kind of screws some stuff up. It, it was, it's, so it's really weird. It's really weird to like, um, uh, I guess question yourself that that's what I've been struggling with the last, um, few weeks, like the last couple of weeks have been really, really difficult because I like to think that I'm, uh, I'm more myself than I have been since the stroke. Um, I've only been fully coherent the last year and my stroke happened, uh, August 4th, 2016. So I'm going on two years, but that, that first, that first year, oh man, I don't have much memory of it. So I like to think, you know, like I, I feel great. Like I remember things I remember people's names and faces and things that we did. So like, I feel like I'm back, but then every once in a while, like I'll think, um, I'm doing a lot better than I am. And there's like this huge patch of time that is just gone you know, or like there's this situation that like, I just can't remember. It's infuriating because it's really hard not to like fixate on that. It's like, well, yeah, but everything else is better. And you remember all this other stuff. And I don't really praise myself, I guess, for like remembering that stuff. Cause I just feel it's like just your normal day to days. I do kind of fixate on the stuff that I don't remember, you know, and I know it's a small percentage of like my days, but I mean, it's the most frustrating part of it. Cause it makes you question your, your own sanity. You know, um, I had a, a, an issue, I guess when I was in the hospital or just when I was released from the hospital, and I got home and, um, my sister at the time, she was really mad at me. She was like, you know, you haven't called us and you haven't let us know what you, what, how you've been. And it was like the big thing. And in my head, I'm like, what, what are you talking about? I've been texting you like the last week. 
you know, like letting you know, Hey, I'm doing okay. I'm doing this. And I'm in, um, outpatient therapy and all this stuff. And it, it, it was, she was like, no, no, you have it. And it was crazy. Cause like in my head, a hundred percent, I absolutely have been letting you, letting you know what's been going on with me. And then the proof was in the pudding. I looked at my phone there were no text messages. So it was this really weird moment in my recovery where I was like, wow, I'm not as far along as I thought this is going to be an uphill climb. So it, it's, it's weird. So, but that was, that was like, that was over a year ago, I think as best as I can recall. Um, so th- that was strange, but I'm starting to kind of have those same issues now where I think I'm doing better in situations that I am. So I had, I suffered from disassociation from like the, the incident I had at the hospital. So my brain kind of shuts off every once in a while, um, to kind of protect itself. That's what one of my therapists told me, like, I don't know, uh, at the beginning when I first started going to th- through, uh, therapy. So I kind of, I guess, look like an insane person where it'll be in the middle of a conversation or a situation or somebody would be talking to me and I just kind of go blank and I just kind of stare off into nothing, I guess. I don't know that I'm doing it, but I've been told by, you know, my significant other that I just kind of go somewhere else. So, um, it normally happens when there's like an abrupt noise or like a car horn or door slamming, just weird everyday things that just kind of set me off for some reason. And so over the last, like, I guess, I don't know, a couple of weeks, it's been happening more often. The last time I, there was something that happened and I knew in like, I just knew in every fiber of my being, oh, I dealt with that. Great. It was a thing. And I reacted slightly, but I was pretty good. And then I remember talking to Felice, you know, my, my, my girlfriend about it. And she was like, oh, no, 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 you didn't <laughs> No, you didn't do as well as you think you did. Apparently, I just kind of like went somewhere else. I had a, a dissociative moment and it was so I, I say crazy a lot. Not that I'm crazy, but it just I feel like I'm crazy sometimes because of stuff like this. I knew 100 percent that I did well, like it startled me, but I reacted fine. And then come to find out I didn't. I, I, I reacted horribly. I went somewhere else for who knows how long, 10, 15, 20 seconds, 30 seconds. Like that's a really long time to kind of like go somewhere else. So it, it's weird. I've been questioning my sanity lately, which is not a fun thing to do. I don't know if anybody else out there feels the same way, you know, um, recovering from a brain injury and not feeling like, you know, yourself or that you can trust your, your own brain. It sucks, man. It, it really does. You know, um, uh, during Coachella, like the whole time it, it was cool. It was amazing. You know, it was like live music. I got to see Beyonce. Not that that was like a big deal to me because it's not, I'm not like a huge Beyonce fan, but she was amazing. She was phenomenal. I got to see the weekend. I got to see Alt J. I got to see like all these amazing bands, but every, it was a lot. It was almost surreal. It was, I was, it was like an out of body experience for me almost, you know? Um, just to, to get by, I always have my, my headphones in, not that I'm listening to anything, but it blocks out a lot of background noise. So I had, I think people are looking at me weird being like, is this guy really listening to music? Well, at Coachella, I wasn't listening to music. It just blocks out a lot of like the, the, the background noise and it helps me, I don't know, not freak out. And I didn't have a freak out. So the whole time I got home and I was really, really proud that I didn't have any freak outs. I don't think I did. And I don't think anybody I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure I didn't. So, and, and it wasn't noticeable at least to anyone, but I did question, wait, what if I did? Cause I, I, I know in my head, I didn't have any freakouts. I dealt with that. Great. Everything was fine, but I've thought that before, you know, it's just really uncomfortable. It's kind of a bummer that you have to like question 
your your own sanity, you know? Like you have to question your your own memory. It's like I'm fighting myself. It's really weird. So there's this um she wasn't a stroke survivor. She had a, a, a brain hemorrhage. There's this uh, comedian, one of the funniest women I think I've seen a really long time. Uh, uh, this um, girl, Mimi Hayes, and she's from New York. And, you know, I, I follow her and she's kind of like posting about like her journey and things that happen with, you know, um, her recovery. One of the things that that she like I it speaks to me. Um, she says like her she kind of plays tricks on herself. So she hid her watch i think it was her phone no it was her phone so she was like cleaning up and she apparently put her phone underneath the the mattress for some reason so when she was looking for her phone like an hour later it was like under the mattress for whatever reason she thought that was like a good idea and she did that and i understood exactly what she was going through because i've done weird things like that currently i'm about almost two months without my apple watch it's, I, I think I hid it from myself. I didn't lose it. It's just misplaced somewhere in my apartment. It, it sucks because it's obviously dead. I can't like, you know, look it up on my, my phone and make it beep. So it's somewhere around here and I haven't found it and it's driving me crazy. Like it really, it's making me feel a little bit loopy because I, I, it's here. And for some reason, I didn't do what I always do and get back from the gym and put it back on the charger or whatever the case. It's just kind of somewhere. So going on two months now, still haven't found it. I'll keep you updated. Hopefully I find it soon because it's making me feel a little loopy. It's making me feel so uncomfortable. My co-host today is my dog, Stella, and she's really, really bothering me right now because she knows how uncomfortable I am. I'm okay, girl. Um, So yeah, it's it's things like that that you know, make me remember that, yeah, 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 you're you're not out of the woods yet. You're still recovering. You're still getting there. You know, um, it's a, it's a long, long (laughs) stressful. And, you know, for the most part, even though I have a lot of support from, from my girlfriend who has been, I, I can't even describe to you how incredible she's been through all of this, you know, but it still feels very lonely. You know, this is one of the, the, the saddest, loneliest times of my life, but it's also like on the, the, polar opposite of that it's been one of the most amazing incredible um times of my life like i lived i i made it you know i'm one in four with the the type of stroke that i had like i'm here i'm here for a reason it's not to be like bitter and angry and nasty it's to be happy and enjoy life and actually live it not just get by not just survive you know um but i don't know about you guys but but for me from what i've experienced through recovery even with a, a pretty decent support system it's very lonely out there, you know, for somebody who's recovering from a brain injury, it's, it's difficult to, for other people to understand what you're going through. It's easy for people to feel sympathy. Like, Oh man, that sucks, man. I feel really bad. Like it's, it's easy for people to feel bad for you. I don't want people to feel bad for me. I I don't, that's the last thing I want. I don't want pity. Um, empathy is is different because unless you've actually gone through this, I don't think you can actually really understand it you know so recently i've spoken to um you know fellow survivors who have either reached out to me or i've I've reached out to them it is a breath of fresh air it really is to actually converse with somebody who understands what you're going through not just oh wow that must be really rough no who can actually sit back and say wow i know exactly what you're going through and yes that sucks 
you know, not, I guess misery does love company. Not that I want to feel this way. Not that I want anyone else to feel this way because I don't, it's just nice to know that somebody can actually understand what I'm going through. You know, it's, it's really weird. That's why I say lonely because, um, it's nobody really understands. It's hard for people to understand how overwhelming this is, how, um, crazy it makes you feel, how just sad and down and depressed it can make you feel even though I'm so happy to be here, you know, the alternative is I could be in a hospital still. I could be even worse. I could not be here anymore. You know, I'm thankful for every breath that I take, but I am more and more coherent every single day and I get better and better. And I I just want more. I don't just want to survive. I want to live. I don't just want to, you know, be a stroke survivor. I want to like live my best life. I, I, I really do. And I'm doing so for the most part. It's just, you know, certain days, certain weeks, certain months, it just, it builds, you know, and, and it weighs on you. It's exhausting. The past, I guess for the most part of I, every single day this month has been exhausting. I am so tired. I just got back from San Diego and it's not that long of a drive from where I'm at. I'm in um, uh, Sherman Oaks, like LA-ish in, in California and San Diego is about two, two and a half hours away. So it's not crazy far um i fell asleep 90 percent of the trip there 90 percent of the trip back not because oh it's such a long trip i was just exhausted i was just so mentally drained i'm still processing my coachella trip i'm still processing getting out of my rhythm because my rhythm is every um saturday my co-host my awesome incredible neuro nerd co-host lauren she comes over around noon from uh, she either teaches, um, you know, a, a pole or she has like a class or training and she comes over for a few hours and we talk. We just do this. We, you know, we we talk about our nerdum, We talk about our recovery. And that's part of my rhythm, you know, and for people with brain injuries or stroke survivors, uh, organization and and rhythm and, and uh, routine is massive. Like, I didn't realize how big a deal it was until like. I realized how big of a deal it was when I get out of my rhythm, when I get out of my routine, it just, it shakes me, you know? So I haven't done the neuro nerds with, with Lauren in the last uh, couple of weeks because, you know, she's traveling the world. Um, and it's been really weird. It's, it's been very strange. It's, it's broken my routine and I don't really know how to process that. And I think that led into a lot of, you know, me being overwhelmed even more so. Uh, than usual. So for <laughs> anybody who's had a stroke or a brain injury, being overwhelmed is like kind of your new normal. And it's hard um, for me. It's hard to keep saying the same thing because I th- I feel like it loses um, its meaning when people ask me how I'm doing. If I say I'm overwhelmed, that's normally like, oh, you're at a 10. So you're overwhelmed. So like, let's ease off. That's my normal. Like I wake up overwhelmed. Like I I'm like, I'm like Kendrick. I live on 10, but my 10 is overwhelmed. So I'm, I'm always, always overwhelmed. So it's hard for people to, to understand that. Like, it's hard to fathom like, Oh, every day, everything you do, you just went to the store or you just woke up and you walked your dog. That It's overwhelming. It's, it's so much. It's so hard to, it's like, sometimes I don't want to leave the room. You know, I just want to like lie down in bed but I don't want to do that. I did that before the stroke when I was, when I was upset, when I was depressed, when I was anxious, I just kind of like, I let it take me over, you know, a lot of that stuff led into my stroke, but like post stroke, it's, everything is overwhelming, you know, and, and it's, I'm always overwhelmed. It's hard because 
I think, and I understand it too, because I like to look at things from the outside looking in outside. If somebody's like, Oh, I'm overwhelmed and this is how I feel. And it's like, Oh wow, that sucks. And then after a few days, weeks, months, whatever it is, if you keep hearing the exact same thing, Oh wow, you're still overwhelmed. It's like, dude, like let's, let's, aren't you over that already? And I kind of feel like that's how other people are feeling about me. You know, like, all right, cool. You, you had the stroke, you're living, you look good. You're, you're, you're functional. You're like in a good place. You're doing this stuff. You're actually living your life. Like, why are you still overwhelmed? I kind of feel like that's how everybody looks at me or they don't realize that I'm overwhelmed because I don't know, I cover it up really well. Cause again, I never want anybody to feel bad for me. I just want people to, I don't know, not, let's not even celebrate me, but it's, I don't want, Oh, oh yeah, you know, Joe had a stroke and he had a brain injury. His brain was bleeding and he has like memory loss and he has like some functional stuff that's wrong. Cool. Like that's people feeling bad for me. I'd much rather say, oh wait, Joe had a stroke. Wait, he's doing this. He's doing that. And after he had a stroke, that's awesome. Like I want people to celebrate that. You know, I want to be better than, you know, oh, well, you know, you know, he had a stroke you know, well, yeah, he had a brain injury. Like, like, I don't, I don't want that. I don't ever want anybody to feel bad for me. I want to grow past that. You know, um, it's just with being overwhelmed. It's, it's just so difficult to explain. It's so difficult to get past, you know, I could easily do what I used to do, pretend everything is fine and then just move on with my day. But that's not good. That's why I had high blood pressure. That's why I almost died. So I have to process this out. I have to be able to, you know, talk about it and and move past it instead of just like shoving it in. Um, I understand that's a lot of pressure and it's a lot of weirdness for like my friends and family to understand, but you know, it's, it's what I have to do. That's why I feel lonely in doing it. Like I'm reluctant to talk to, to talk about it because I'm pretty sure nobody can really understand unless you've gone through it, you know? And it's also a bummer because I've said, you know, I'm overwhelmed several times and just kind of the, the reaction of people after I've said it, maybe the 15th time, it's kind of like, oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 you're, you're overwhelmed. I don't know. It's, it's kind of a bummer. It's, it's really, it's really difficult to keep, I don't know. It's like Groundhog Day. It is. I recently, um, had a really nice conversation with this woman in the Netherlands. I think it's the Netherlands. This, this woman, uh, Rianne, I think her, um, Instagram handle is go with the grow. She's a super cool chick. She tatted. Awesome. She had a stroke at 30, which is really, really young. And we just, you know, talked about how things were like, I had just gotten back from Coachella and she, she asked like how I was not going there, how I was afterwards, which I thought like, oh yeah, I would ask somebody that like, what did, what did that do to you? At, like afterwards, not during, cause during you could kind of, um, just radically accept what's happening, you know, and move forward. It's the aftermath. That's a killer for me. And, you know, in, in talking to her, I'm assuming it's the exact same thing. That's why I, I felt what she was saying. You know, it, it's, Normally, like something uncomfortable like that or something that big, it would mess with me for the next week. You know, I would be super anxious. I would be super like withdrawn. I wouldn't want to leave the house. But, you know, for the most part, I think I I, I did pretty well. Meditating every day has been amazing. I'm kind of like a hippie. Um, I've meditated going on two years in a row now uh, every day since I've been home from the hospital. So um, if you guys don't meditate, I think you should, whether you've had a brain injury uh, or not, it's incredible. It, it really is. It grounds you. You put in your intentions for the day and, you know, no matter how bad a night you had, how bad a day you had the, the day before, 
it's a fresh new beginning. You know, it's it's been incredible for me. Um, I suffer from a little bit of ADHD, so I drift a lot. I was never able to like really focus in to meditate for like a minute. Now I meditate minimum like 10 minutes a day, you know, first thing in the morning. If I'm feeling like crazy overwhelmed, I'll do it two, three times during the day. It's 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 amazing. So there's this app called Headspace. Everybody should get it and everybody should be using it. And then we could be friends on Headspace. <gasps> Building up a, a a community of neuro nerd meditators. We're going to be like a, a neuro nerd hippies. It's going to be great. Um, but everybody, I really think everybody should meditate. Just, you know, um, I don't know. It's it's helped me tremendously. It's literally uh, helped my recovery so much. So like. I can, it's weird because I could like focus in now. And, and again, I was never able to do that. There was just so much craziness going on in my head. Now I can just like do one thing at a time. That's another thing. So pre-stroke Joe, I was amazing, amazing at multitasking. Like I, it, it's just what I did. And now I can barely do two things at once. Like chewing and walking, walking down the street and chewing bubble gum. Exaggerating, obviously. But um, one thing at a time is just it's the only thing I can do. Anytime I start doing multiple things, it's so draining. It takes so much mental energy for me to, to multitask, you know, just, uh, on the way to San Diego today, you know, just, just being in the car, listening to music and then looking at on the GPS, I was a passenger, I wasn't driving, but just looking on the GPS, of maps saying this is the way to go. But then I actually had to grab the phone and check ways to see if there was a different direction because there was a lot of traffic and just doing those things. It's, it's nothing you're sitting there, you're looking, you're looking on your phone, just doing that was exhausting. Like it was so much, it took so much energy and focus just to do that, just to listen to music and look at a screen of where we're going and then look on a phone to see if there was a faster way to go. That alone knocked me out. As soon as like we got on course, like I, I just, I passed out. I was exhausted and I just slept for, I don't know, a half hour, hour, whatever it was. It's, it's exhausting. Recovery is so much. It's so hard. I feel like, I don't know how many X-Men fans are out there. Um, I feel a little bit like Wolverine and Morph like together <laughs> where um, Wolverine is just like always angry and, and, and messed up from all the stuff that happened to him. But like, he wants to be a good guy and he wants to like be functional and normal, but it's always, it's so difficult for him because of all that other stuff. It weighs on him. And like, he kind of lashes out. I kind of feel that way. I kind of feel like everything just builds up. And then I kind of turn into a dick every once in a while. I don't mean to, I'm just really overwhelmed. Like I just really, I, I don't know how to like, calmly say oh yeah i feel like an insane person right now so i i it's it sucks so like the cl- people you're closest to you kind of lash out at because there's that that's those are the only people that you could truly be yourself with so i i feel bad i don't mean to be a dick sometimes but like it's hard to explain you know like if you're an a- like, oh god i feel like an animal in the wild i do feel like wolverine so like if there's like a limping animal in the forest in all likelihood if you go to try to help it it's going to snap at you it's going to growl it's going to attack you because it doesn't really know how to say hey don't touch me because that hurts or please stay away because i don't know you and you're scaring me so the only way they know how to communicate is growling snapping you know attacking because they don't really know how to explain 
to whoever it is what's going on. That's how I feel every single day. I don't really know how to explain to somebody, oh yeah, well, I'm feeling so crazy. I'm feeling so overwhelmed that any words that are that you're saying towards me, anything that's happening, as simple as it is, it's way too much. So in turn, I feel like an an animal. I just feel like, you know, I, I attack not to be mean, not to be that's the only way I know how to communicate in that moment, you know? It sucks. So for all the survivors out there, brain injury survivors, stroke survivors, whatever ill you've survived, I don't know most of you, you know, anybody, I don't even, honestly, I don't even know if anybody's listening to this, but if anybody's listening to this, um, I don't know if this is going to mean anything, but I'll say it because I, I wish somebody would have said it to me. Um, th- this is a very long and lonely road to recovery. It's not easy. And it takes so much just to wake up and be functional every single day. So this neuro nerd over here, this stroke survivor, me, Joe, to everybody out there, I am so very proud of each and every one of you. Whether you have help or not, whether you're doing it all on your own, whether you're doing it with you know your family, your friends, your doctors, whatever it is you guys are champions, you know, you, you really are. It takes so much. And I I know, I don't know you and you don't know me, but understand for somebody who's going through it right now, I am so very proud of each and every one of you and keep pushing forward. You know, don't ever let up. This is why we survived. We survived to move forward, to grow as individuals. And then as people, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm feeling a little hippie today. <laughs> I don't have Lauren to balance me out. Um, but, but yeah, we're, we're here to enjoy our time on this little blue marble we call earth. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of all the survivors out there, you know? So if you're ever feeling just alone or sad or like, it's just too much, it's not, you can do it. You, you really, really can. Um, I didn't think I was going to be able to function normally again, you know, I was, I was in a hospital. I was in bed for a month in a hospital. I don't remember much of it, but what I do remember was horrendous. I remember my first week home, just walking. I fell down like twice for no reason. I had no strength. I had my equilibrium was off. Um, I was weak. I was, I was like, I was like a feeble old man, even though I'm a big, strong young man, young ish. Stop. <laughs> I, it, it was, it was a lot. I didn't know that I would be able to, like, I got out of the hospital. I had to use a cane. Um, I, I don't anymore. I never thought that just walking without a cane was going to feel so good, you know? And I, I never really thought that I, I, not that I thought I would never walk without a cane, but it, it just, in the, in the moment, all you think of is like, wow, this is just what life is. You know, it, it's not, we can be better and we're, we're all going to be better. You know, some, sometimes it's a, a lot faster with me. Thank goodness. It was, it was a quick transition. I, I was able physically to, you know, get back to where I was mentally. I'm a work in progress like the rest of us, but you know, for some others who have some more, um, physical deficits, you know, it might be a little bit more time. Just but keep pushing forward. Keep y- your head up. Understand you're not alone. Hey, the neuro nerds, we're always here to help. Um, anybody out there, feel free. Really, feel free to reach out to me. I I love talking to to everyone. I love hearing your stories. I have a section on my blog, um, a you so rock section, and it's for you guys. It's for anybody who has a story. You know, 
um, I, I, I publish it. I talk about my own stuff and I put, pu- I publish, you know, uh, blogs about like my recovery and my journey, uh, with hopes that it's, you know, selfishly it's therapeutic for me. It's getting it out there. Not selfishly. I really hope they help you guys, you know, anybody out there who I, you know, anybody who's struggling and is like, you know, wow, I listen to this dude and he's doing this. He's like, I, I hope I can kind of inspire in any way. If so, that's awesome. That makes me feel incredible. And just hearing the stories out there, like every once in a while, I don't want to do any of this stuff. I don't want to push forward because it is exhausting because it is lonely because it is sad. It is so very difficult. But then I talk to, you know, other survivors and then I'm, I'm thinking in my head, what am I complaining about? You know, there, there's a, a, I say a buddy. Now we're not like friends. We chit chat and, and he's awesome. I think he's great. Um, he, uh, a stroke survivor from Canada, you know, sneakerhead, awesome dude. And he, he has no feeling on his left side. He just, that's, that's it. He just doesn't have feeling on his left side anymore. And there was a video that it brought me to tears and it motivated the hell out of me. It was like three minutes and it's just him putting on his sweatshirt. And in his hand that has no feeling like he put, you know, he just kept on like kind of lodging one side of his sweatshirt and it kept on falling out. And then after about two and a half, three minutes, he zipped up his sweatshirt and he just looked in the camera. He's like, yeah, you know, some days it takes a little bit longer than others. I was blown away. The tenacity, the heart, the the strength that that guy has day in, day out to keep on moving forward. And me, I'm like, well, I have tremors in my right hand. I have some memory issues. What am I complaining about? You know? Um, so it's stuff like that, that it mo it helps, you know, we all have to help each other We're we're a community of survivors, whatever you've survived, you know, um, for me, it was a stroke. It was a hemorrhagic stroke. Um, it was a brain bleed that sucks, but you know, I, 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 I survived it. And all those days where it's just, it's just too much. It's, it's a lot. It's I'm tired. I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I'm lonely. I don't want to keep, I don't want to do this anymore. It's those days where, you know, I'll read stories of survival and, and the tenacity and the strength and the heart that, you know, all you guys have, these stories help me. And in turn, I hope that these stories help you guys. I hope my story helps you guys. If not, I hope other stories help you guys. That's why I have the Uso rock section on my blog, Joso rocks. Um, the, the Uso rock section, you guys send me your, your stroke stories, um, uh, you guys are kind of like guest bloggers, I guess. Um, and I, I put your stories up on my, um, my website, josorocks.com in the, um, the you so rock section. Cause you guys, you guys so rock. And, you know, with the hopes that other survivors will read those stories and know that they're not alone. Cause again, this journey that we're all on through recovery, it's really, really lonely, you know, and it doesn't have to be that lonely. We can, we can help each other out, you know, whether it's just a, a kind message a like, um, anything, you know, just a, a motivating quote. We, we can, we can help each other get by. We can help each other, you know, um, thrive eventually. And we, we can all help each other in, in recovery. So anybody out there who, you know, feels like sharing their story with myself is so much appreciative, appreciated and not just me, but for others out there, there are other survivors who are going to read your story and you're, you're going to help somebody get by. You're going to help somebody live again, you know, and, and at least that's the hope for me that somebody else is going to read these stories and say, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do this. You know, I, I don't feel like it, 
but I'm going to do it. So um, you can reach out to me personally at Joso Rocks Everything. Joso Rocks uh, at, um, uh, oh my gosh, see, brain stuff. Um, Joso Rocks on Instagram, Joso Rocks at uh, Facebook. Um, you can actually, uh, um, josorocks.com. You can, uh, go to the use rock section and submit your story, or you can just like contact me directly through my website at josorocks.com just to say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty cool. I like talking to everybody. I talk a lot as you guys can tell. Um, and you know, we, it's just really, I understand how lonely it can be. I understand how sad it can be. And if I can do anything to help that, you know, I, I will, you know, cause I don't want anybody to, I don't want anybody to go through like the, the downside of my recovery and the downside of my recovery is I just felt alone for so long. I couldn't find anybody within my age range to, you know, like a younger stroke survivor. Um, I couldn't find anybody to understand the things that I'm going through. And over the past couple of months I have, I've found so many of you guys and so many of you guys have reached out to me and it's been incredible i really hope it's helped you guys out it's helped me tremendously so i want to keep that that good juju going you know i want to keep that that good energy going i want to hear more of your stories i want to um you know talk to you guys individually i want to eventually have you guys like as a a a guest on our neuro nerd podcasts you know when i get uh lauren back here which will be this week sometime i think we're supposed to record saturday but something popped up um, and, and we can do it, but this will be, I think my last solo before, uh, Lauren's back and you know, Lauren's awesome. Everybody knows that. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. So, um, understand everybody out there. You guys aren't alone. The neuro nerds, we're here to help. Um, you can reach out to us at the neuro nerds at neuro nerds on Instagram. Um, me, Joe rocks, everything, send me your stories, uh, on Twitter, I don't tweet very often, but I, I, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying really hard. I get yelled at by my girlfriend all the time. She's like, you got to tweet. I'm like, I don't really know how to do that. I don't even like doing this by myself. Cause I, all my entire life growing up, I didn't even like leaving messages on people's answering machines because I kind of felt like I was talking to myself and it's weird. So I would just, Oh, they didn't answer. I just hang up. Um, but now I'm actually doing an entire podcast all by my lonesome with my dog sleeping next to me. Um, so <laughs> You guys aren't alone. We can do this. We can not only survive, we can thrive, you know, and that that's the goal. Uh, as always, the neuro nerds, we are here to help um, reach out to us at the neuro nerds um, uh, on Instagram, josorocks.com, josorocks on Instagram, Facebook, all that happy fun stuff. Um, I hope I didn't talk your ears off. I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, as much as I did, because this was very therapeutic for me. So. If you didn't, I don't really care. No, no, no. I absolutely do care. You guys are awesome. And I love whoever is listening to this. Um, feel free to reach out to me. I, I want to hear your stories and not, not just for me, for me, it's very motivating. And I, I love hearing their survival stories. It motivates me to keep on pushing forward, but for the other people out there who you're going to speak to, who, you know, something you're something that you're going through or have gone through is going to resonate with somebody who feels alone out there and feel who, who feels like they just can't go on or nobody understands or they, nobody can relate to what they're going through. So, um, please reach out to me, send me your stories. 
um, I'll post them and, you know, be, be social, be social, <laughs> be social. There's a nice little community that we're building. And I, you know, I haven't been as social as like, I want to be with this, but again, all of this is really, really new to me. So, but, but I'm getting there. Um, I'm, 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 I'm going to make it a point to be more social on like, you know, the, the, the Uso rock group that I have on Facebook. So, uh, reach out to me, ask me about that, force me to be more hands-on and involved because I plan to be, I'll use it as like a little therapeutic thing. I'll be in, be in there and be like, Hey guys, so this week sucked. And then I'll just vent and complain. And then you guys could say, Oh yeah, this week sucked for me too. But, and then we'll talk about all our successes and life is going to be grand. You know, we're, we're going to be thriving in no time. So this, uh, kind of brings us to the end of my, uh, rambling. I don't know how long I've rambled. I'm assuming maybe about a half hour or so. So, um, <laughs> I'm going to, um, I don't really have an, an, a closeout. We normally like sing or have like this exit thing. I don't have that. So I'm just going to say, as always, the neuro nerds are here to help. I love each and every one of you guys. I am so proud of all of your journeys. Keep pushing forward. Keep moving forward. You're not alone. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.